Good morning, everybody. Happy Wednesday. That means it's winning time. Welcome to Edgework here on the Hammer Betting Network. Zach Bodenstein with the fourth period, guys. Dave Penyota, Dennis Bernstein. And good morning to you both. Let's start with the Leafs because, Dave, it's not often you go to Scotiabank Arena and you get to watch a fun game. But that's what <laughs> happened last night. It was a good one. It was sloppy. It was controversial. But uh, just your takes from that Leafs-Panthers game. That was awesome for the fans, probably not so much for the coaches. Well, not so much for managements of either team either. Um, they were snapping, both teams, last night. I'm in the press box. Uh, I see these guys going nuts. I can hear them. Um, the officiating was bad. Uh, league's probably not going to say anything about it, but whatever. It was crap. And for both teams, really. I know one team's going to favor the other, but or fan base, but... Um, but the game overall, yeah, it was exciting. It was uh, what, my second exciting Leaf game of the season so far <laughs> in Toronto. Uh, that St. Louis one was pretty good. But, Louis game, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but this one, look, it was a good game. It was nice and back and forth. It was good to see life in the Florida Panthers on a back-to-back. Um, they came away with uh, with three points and uh, three or four points in two nights, solid. Uh, but – you know, Toronto needed to kind of bounce back and kind of get a little fire under their asses, and they were able to do it um, and, and pull out the W. So a good, exciting back-and-forth kind of game. Uh, William Nylander missing the penalty shot, shooting to the moon on the backhand, comes back, gets the tying goal against the game-winner in OT. Uh, nice little script for him, too. DB, just your takes away from that game, because, you know, Florida has not been good all year. Uh yeah. What are your takes on the Leafs and the Panthers, you know, right now? I think we've kind of been talking about these two teams often and things haven't really changed, but your takeaways from yesterday as well. Well, I think big picture, Zach, uh, we talk about in the East is more competitive this year and there's more teams involved. And guess what? It's going to be Tampa and Toronto in the first one. Okay. So that that's the first thing. So the, all these games, you're just leading up the game on Tampa Toronto. To me, this is more about Florida. They have to get yeah. going. Yeah. I made I've made a personal appeal a couple of outlets over the last few days for Florida to be playing well over the next six games because there's a all-star game home for them. And I want some buzz in that city. And when you've been playing this mediocre hockey happen all season, like let's go. Everybody wake up. So uh this is this is the time for the Panthers. Uh they got a point out of it. They are playing better, but there's ground to make up. And I don't think they can get away, even if they won that game last night, Zach. That's not the path to get back to the playoffs and get in the top eight in the East. They're going to have better defensively in the second half. They haven't been good. I expect offense from this team. But I think even with that effort last night, I think you can say, if not the most disappointing team this season, one of them in the NHL. They've got a lot of work to do if they are going to make the playoffs. And keep in mind, they don't have their first-round pick. I think Montreal fans will remind Montreal. you that mm-hmm. once or twice a day. So, uh, again <laughs> – if things don't go right for them, if they don't go north, this is not a good situation for the Florida Panthers. Um, now let's talk about a former Florida Panther, Sam Montembeau. Uh, he's won three of his last five starts right now, Dave, for the Montreal Canadiens as they start to, you know, pile some wins together. He's been putting together some, you know, high 30 save performances. Are you hearing anything about him leading up to the deadline? What's the latest on Sam Montembeau, if there's anything at all? Well, I think the Canadians think this is great. For now, but that's enough. Let's get some L's in the yeah. In that why are you playing games? What's the point? Yeah, <laughs> right. Stop it. Exactly. Evgeny Dadinov two goals last night. Beautiful. Awesome. What's up that trade value? Let's get things going. 
Uh, Mike Hoffman scoring as well. Perfect. One more year on his deal. Who wants him for two Beautiful. playoff runs? Great. Give us a call. Um, yeah, the Canadians, look, they're they're, they're going to be open for business. They are open for business. They're willing to listen on pretty much anyone. Montembeau, I, I would imagine, is going to be, you know, somebody that some teams would at least take a – take. Uh, make an inquiry on, take a call on, uh, and see if they can get him on the cheap. I don't know if the Canadians really want to do that, to be honest. They, you still want to play competitive hockey with a young team. You may not be winning, but at least if you're in it, you're doing some things right, you're feeling a little bit of confidence and, and a little boost in you, especially with that young defense. I'm not even talking about Caulfield, Suzuki, and, and Kirby oh, Doc. Right. I mean, they're doing great. It's the rest of the group, the rest of the young kids. You know, Jordan Harris comes out, two assists, on the season, his first multi-point night of his young career. Come, uh, like th- Those are the kind of players that you want to start to see. Again, winning is going to be tough for the Canadians the rest of the stretch, but just to feel a little bit of confidence, know you're in the games. Hey, if we add a couple pieces next season, maybe we can maybe we can start turning the tide here. So I think for the Canadians, they're, they're going to listen on everybody, um, but you still want to remain competitive. So I don't know necessarily if they're – overly eager to move him. They weren't eager to move Jake Allen. Um, but other pieces on this team, yeah, I, I can definitely see the guys I mentioned, Joel Edmondson, David Savard, uh, Sean Monahan, who's on LTIR right now, but he'll come off soon. Um, they got some other pieces that they're probably going to focus on a little bit more. Okay, so that's the Montreal Canadiens. DB, you're not buying it though, right? I mean, this is a lottery team. They're putting together a nice little run right now, but in terms of yeah. betting – uh, you know, looking at their games coming up, what is your take on the Montreal Canadiens? Because we know this isn't actually a good team, and they will be worse after the trade deadline. Yeah, I think a lot of overseers. Last night was a nice effort, surprising. Winnipeg, you know, they were in first place coming in. That was a, a really nice win. That was a character building. To Dave's point, that does help the young defense. And so what you're talking about, the Ghoulies, the Jack guys, the Kovacevic's, the Harris's. You're trying to formulate – uh, a defense of a young defense. Of course, that two or three seasons could be it. But when I watch this game, some of these games, you know, even with a guy like Marty St. Louis behind the bench, who's not the most structured guy, I think players like playing with him because they can freelance. And Cole Coffey is the first great example of them doing that. But I don't see a lot of defense coming from this team. And they do trade Montembeau or Allen at the deadline, and you're bringing up a goal from the from Laval, there's going to be more goals again. So I, I think you got to look at the opponent and most nights play the over with Montreal. Overs have been a good play in the NHL overall. So let's get into tonight's games. We've got five. Let's touch on all five because it's a pretty interesting slate. And you guys have some spicy takes on them. So I'm interested to hear uh, your reasoning behind them. Odds for tonight brought to you by BetStamp. BetStamp shows you the odds from every sports book in one spot. You can always get the best value when betting. Check out BetStamp.app today or download the BetStamp app on Android or iPhone. Let's start in the nation's capital for us. The Pens and the Sens. Pittsburgh, a favorite for tonight on the road. Uh, both teams slumping right now. Pens have only won three of 11. And they've, again, coming off that win against the Ducks, which they probably should have lost. So top, top six is getting it done. But, you know, no Jari, no Latang. Things are kind of dicey right now. The Sens have lost four of their last five. Only one goal in their last two games. This is the only game I don't have a winner on, DB, tonight. But you do. And I'd love to hear the reason why. Because the Penguins should have won two of their last eleven, that they should get like they should get like a point and a half for that win over the Ducks. Like you're losing and you have to score in the last minute and win in overtime against Anaheim. Sorry, no, I, I just don't like them right now. I think missing Latang has a lot to do with it. Now Jari's hurt as well. They're going through a bad stretch, and you know, these teams are going to do a dance. I'm sure one of the next teams that we'll talk about 
Like there, there, there's nine teams in this in the East. So one really good team out of the Metro is going to miss. Could it be Penguins? Yeah, I just don't like the way they're playing, Zach. So tonight, Ottawa minus two twenty on the puck line. I think with that going after, they might win the game outright. But I certainly like them with on the puck line. Uh, I, I think the pen the, the, the pens rebound here. Uh, I think they this is a, an opportunity for them to kind of get back on track with Ottawa slumping. Wait a minute, wait uh, a minute. They're rebounding off a win. That's how bad the win was. Well, I'm, I meant the stretch. I meant the stretch, the three and eleven. Um, they're gonna keep it going because this this is a team that look, they need to, especially with the Islanders, and they're doing decently as well, but they're tied in points. Yeah, the Pens have a couple games in hand to the Isles, but I think this is an opportunity for them to, to collect a couple more points here tonight. I'm not sure exactly how it's going to go, but I'm taking the Penguins on the money line either way. I was on Twitter before the show. I don't know if it's confirmed at this point because I haven't been on since we started, but I think Josh Norris is making his return tonight. So that might factor that might factor into the line. Uh, so just look for that. Uh, second game is, again, another one where we're going to get a nice little take here. Boston at the Islanders. The Bruins, of course, the favorite because why wouldn't they be? Uh, they just don't lose, right? David Pasternak, 10 goals in his last six games. He's got 35 overall. Islanders have lost five of their last six games. They've only scored more than three once in their last nine games. And they have to contend with not only the team defense of the Bruins, but also Linus Allmark, who we've been talking about as the that's in a lock. But, Dave, I need to go to you here because you've got a nice take on this game. Yeah, I got the Islanders uh, and I got them on the money line. You know, every now and again, they're due for a win that kind of gets the fan base riled up again. Um, you know, you, you you play a little shaky hockey. I think they're 500 in their last 10, 4-4-2 four, four, or something like that. Um, I, I think this is an opportunity for uh, maybe not necessarily an opportunity, but just a, a point in the season that the Islanders get a win when maybe they shouldn't. And against a team like Boston, it's definitely going to be a tough one tonight, so it'll probably be a tighter one. Um, but it kind of gets everybody riled up again, and, and the juice is flowing again. They need to make an ad. They, this is a team that has to add to their offense. There's no sugarcoating that. I think everybody understands and knows that. But uh, this might be one of those games that just kind of falls their way and then gets the, the fan base excited all over again. So with me getting Pittsburgh on the, on the ML and the Islanders as well. I think that that playoff race for that final wildcard spot is going to be a doozy as we get down the stretch. But for now, uh, I got the Islanders over Boston. Okay. So the Islanders lately have been scoring about as much as Brett Maher was for uh, the Cowboys. The <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I just, and you know what? People criticize Lou for not making moves in the offseason. And guess what? The team can't score. And what was the issue with this team in the offseason? The team can't score. Okay. So, Lou, all right. The team's not playing like they want Lou to get an extension, and we've been reporting that for a while. That and he's uh, this is on the last year of his deals. Act. So I like Boston on the money line. Yeah, I get all the points Dave make against a different opponent, not this opponent. Boston money line one sixty seven. Come on. The line might change also, but no Ilya Sorokin. So Simeon Varlamov is finally getting a start in net. So if, if you can lock that in or whatever you're debating, just uh, try to consider that because it looks like Varley is yeah. getting to go for the Islander. Third game is the Colorado Avalanche at the Calgary Flames. Colorado plus money in this one. They're on the road. So it might be something to look into if you're looking at that. They've won their last two. They're outscoring the opposition 13-3 to in their last two. Nathan McKinnon just on another planet right now. He's got eight points, 18 shots in the last three games. Kale McCarr, nine points in the last six games. And we've been talking about Calgary a lot, guys, just how weird of a season they've been. A lot of turnover in the offseason. 
You know, they've struggled with their goaltending. Their team defense has been an issue. And they're not even scoring that much. So, DB, I'll go back to you for this one. The Avs and the Flames. What are you looking mm-hmm. at tonight? Well, the weird thing about them before I give you my bit is that, like, Vodar is 7-0-3 in the last 10, and Sutter's saying he's going to play Markstrom now, which is, you know, typical Daryl Sutter. <laughs> okay, so yeah. last season at this time, if I told you Flames and Avalanche were under or over six, that was the bet, you'd say it was crazy, over six in the first period. That, that's how much these teams have changed. But still, oh, six is a low total for both these teams. So I like the over in the game between the Flames and the Avalanche. It's plus money for Colorado, and they're healthy. Er, healthier. Uh, Nikushkin's back. McKinnon's back. McCarr's playing better. Um, I don't care if it's Vladar or Markstrom in that, but I'm still going with Colorado. And they're plus money. So Colorado rejuvenated a little bit, knowing that they've got to light a fire under their butts and knowing that they're healthy again. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't like this one for Calgary. So I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with Colorado on the money line. Again, it's plus money on that one. So I, I think we talked about the safe bets over, over, you know, every week since the season started. For me, I think this is the safer one. I love what Jared Rednar is doing with his goalies right now. You had Gorgiev take over, you know, the bulk of the games in the first half of the season. Now they're kind of scaling him back a bit. This is a long-term play. This team still has to win games, but now they're getting Pavel Fransos in the mix now that he's healthy. He started three straight. I don't know who's going to go tonight, obviously. But uh, it's it's interesting because Colorado's going for this long-term play. Obviously, they need to start winning some games to get in the playoffs, and they have to preserve their players to do that. But getting Nachushkin back is huge, yeah. too. So uh, the Avs plus money seems like pretty good value there. That's what Dave is going with tonight. Uh, the Bolts are on the road in Vancouver, and I love talking about the Vancouver Canucks with you guys. It's just fun stuff. At Tampa's won four in a row. They've also beat the Kraken, which is kind of an accomplishment in its own. I know they lost last night, but uh, Tampa's playing some better hockey right now. The Canucks, of course, they had that presser. It's just been very cringe, very awkward for this organization right now. Uh, so that's off the ice, but also on the ice. It's just been a mess right now. Two and seven in the last nine. They did battle back and beat the Canes in a shootout. I think that was the last time they played on Sunday. But Dave, that was, you know, one, a weird presser. This team is in a weird state right now. They're not playing the best hockey. They've got a really tough opponent in Tampa. What are you looking at tonight? Uh, I'm still trying to dissect what the hell happened on Monday uh, with Jim Rutherford's press conference. Here's the update on Tanner Pearson. And let's just do a State of the Union address on the whole team. Um, why not? Uh, there's going to be a lot of changes. Uh, it's been reported left, right, and center. Bruce is going to be out. Rick Tockett's coming in. That'll happen eventually. Um, they'll start making moves eventually. You know, Rutherford admitting publicly that they have what they feel is their best offer on the table for Bo Horvat. I mean, there's obviously tactics in that. You want to give his side a little push. I don't think it's their final offer, um, but they're going to figure out all this stuff. They got to figure out Brock Besser. They got to figure out, you know, a, a bunch of different players. They got to figure out Andre Kuzmenko and his extension. They're going to start really getting into the negotiations in a couple of weeks here um, and, and try to see what makes sense. Short-term, long-term, well, how does the money going to work? They had the preliminary discussions and opened up those talks on the weekend. And because of that, obviously, he's going to score tonight. So he's going to up that trade value. So I'm going with a Kuzmenko anytime goal, because uh, just because. Um, and I'm staying away from the game itself 
because Tampa should just take this one home easily. But with all the crap and hoopla going on in Vancouver, I wouldn't be shocked if all of a sudden they came out with a win. But I'm just going to stay away from it. I'm sticking with the Kuzmenko anytime goal. And because Braden Point has been so nice to me this season, I am also taking, although separate, not comboing the two, I'm also taking a separate Braden Point anytime goal uh, just because he's such a nice guy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. See, there's going to be no defense in this game, particularly in the third period. That's the one thing with Vancouver. And it's funny, we talk about all the guys that Vancouver wants to take care of and maybe move and sign, and you never hear about a defenseman, which is what they really need. And that's why this team stinks. Did we lose Steve? We might have lost Steve there. Now, what's going to Demko? Is he, is he the guy there? And so um, I like the over um, a goal and a half in the third period. I think Tampa, yeah, Tampa might look at this as a trap game. But Zach, going back to the winning in Seattle, the real accomplishment was Edmonton beating Seattle on the road because Seattle's a way better road team than a home team. So um, might be a t- t- game for Tampa, but I think there'll be a lot of goals in this game, especially in the third period. So I like the over a goal and a half in the third period. All right, that's the uh, Bolts and the Canucks. Uh, last game that we'll talk about for tonight, the Dallas Stars at the San Jose Sharks. Of course, these two teams totally in different states right now. Oh, yeah. uh, it's probable that Wedgwood starts tonight just because they've got the back-to-back in L.A. tomorrow. Jake Ottinger's just been tremendous. We talked about that last week. But uh, it should be Wedgwood tonight. Uh, again, that was the first time that Vegas was shut out the other day when Ottinger did that. Rope Hintz has missed the last four, but looks like he may get back in tonight. So you might want to wait on that line, depending on which way you want to go. Uh, the Sharks have lost five of the last six. It's a team in transition. Obviously, we know there are a lot of rumors and a lot of discussions and discourse surrounding two of their best players, Eric Carlson, Timo Myers. So this is just a weird one. This is probably a team, Dave, that I think unloads at the deadline as well. Why wouldn't they? Um but uh, do you give the Sharks a chance tonight? Are you looking at a winner? Is there anything that catches your eye for the Sharks and the Stars? They'll probably score a goal or two. Um, <laughs> so that might be nice. Uh, and, yeah, they do have other pieces that they can uh, move. Matt Nieto, uh, Nick Benino, they may, they may look around. James Reimer, if you're looking for a goaltender, um, to see what's out there to kind of solidify wait, wait, things. Wait, 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 wait. Why would trade for him if you're looking for a goaltender? Well, because Max, uh, I mean, Cam Talbot might be a little too expensive. Well, but but they, have you watched him and the other coach? This is the worst goaltending tandem in the NHL. Well, like, that's why I'm that. taking this game in the over. Uh, <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, like, you're looking for a goaltender. I, okay. well, like, some teams may just want to have that third guy in there in case something happens. So, If it's James Reimer, you didn't look that hard. That's my point. <laughs> well, that, Look, some of these GMs like to get comfortable in guys they're familiar with, so you never know. Um, But as a third-string guy, a guy that can step in if somebody goes down, don't be surprised if that happens by the deadline in the next six weeks. But to your point, yes, I am taking the over in this one. I think Dallas is just running away with it. Uh, But I'm going to take the over six and a half in this game as well. I think the Stars get a couple because, yeah, Wedgwood, while he is solid and and has done decently for them, the last game against Calgary, he gave up six goals, a little shaky in it. Took Dallas a little while to kind of get back into it. it. Was a little too late, too little, too late scenario. So I think the Sharks will 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 light the lamp a few times. But Dallas is Dallas. Like they've got so many different weapons and options, and I think they unload a lot of them tonight against Chicago. Uh, uh, the Sharks. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. basically. <laughs> yeah, hints makes this a very missing hints makes this a very different team because then you have to move 
Uh, mm. Ty Sagan up to the first line. Why Johnson moves up. Uh, a little less offense from this team. So the hint thing might affect the over-under. Uh, these teams start quickly, though. So I like the over goal and a half in the first period between Dallas and uh, San Jose. I, I do think Dallas should should win pretty comfortably. But the only thing I really like in this game because of how they start games is the over goal and a half in the first. Okay, so those are our five games for tonight. Again, quite a few takes for you to kind of take away from this because – uh, again, we're we're dealing with a pretty loaded schedule, and we've got a lot of yeah. angles that we're attacking with these games, and some of them may be a little controversial, but we've got our reasoning, so that's always important. Uh, DB, your best bets and best prop bets yeah. for the night. We did touch on them, but just uh, to recap in our segment here. Okay. Well, I didn't I didn't close all my um, picks in the pre-show, so I do have a I I do have a prop here. Oh, so my best bet here is, we go. Quentin Byfield yeah. doesn't play tonight, by the way. So yeah, so I, that's right. I, you know what? Alexander Barabanov cost me a perfect week last week. I'm still pissed about it. Uh, my best <laughs> bet is uh, is um, Boston on the money line against the Islanders. But my uh, my prop is because prop starts with P. Now this is separate. Point Pasta and Pedersen, Elias Pedersen, are going to anytime goals tonight. The three P's. Okay. That makes me feel good because I picked point for an anytime goal as well. Um, I, I, the best bets, I think, again, abs, healthier, McCart playing better, um, just everything they're rolling in. It's plus money right now. So I got Colorado uh, on the money line in that one. Um, I got an anytime goal as well, by the way, from Sidney Crosby. So it's Ottawa. Uh, I, I got Pittsburgh taking it. Um, but anytime goal from Sidney Crosby as well. And then because it's contract talk, season all week uh, for Andre Kuzmenko. Obviously, he's going to score, and Dan Milstein, his agent, gets to rub that in Patrick Alvin's face a little bit more. So I think I think that'll probably uh, go down tonight. So I'm going with Kuzmenko as well, any timer. And a couple of our listeners, too, they're commenting here, and they make pretty good points because it is a back-to-back for Tampa tonight and then tomorrow in Edmonton. And the way Edmonton's been playing, it's, it's likely that Brian Elliott goes tonight. And, uh, yeah. of course, anytime you can avoid – and Andre Vasilevsky, that's a win. So uh, that's looking good for Andre Kuzmenko tonight. Right, exactly. It's, it might not help the team overall, but it will help the third period over so, for sure. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's true. Uh, for my prop, I'll stick with a, a Penguin here, a Penguin forward, Jason Zucker. I feel like you know he's the only one in their top six with plus value for an anytime point. I don't know about a goal or an assist, but. Malkin's been hot. Raquel's been hot. And uh, it's Ottawa again. I don't trust their defense. It's been kind of shaky lately. So uh, that's what I'll go with there. And then for the best bets, I'm going to do a four-leg parlay. This is the first time I've done it all year. And the only team I'm not touching is Pittsburgh here. I'm going to go with Boston, Colorado, Tampa, and Dallas all to win. It's plus 681. Uh, That really helps because Colorado's got the plus money. So that just kind of ups the value there. I know Dave is in agreement with me, but uh, that's pretty much the way I'm going. I know, you know, we're talking about four of the best teams in the league here. So duh, but uh, I I love the way it's all. It's interesting that that Bodenstein picks like guys like Zucker and Hyman on his profit. Hyman screwed me, but yeah, no, I know. It's, uh, I, I got to stick with the tribe. I right? can say that because I'm Bernstein, so it's okay. <laughs> That's right. You know what? Once a week, we'll do like Jewish prop bets, and then we'll uh... <laughs> be a very. It'll be. A, it'll I need be more Italians in the league. If I get more Italians in the league, I'll jump all over that. Yeah, well, I figured there'd be Bar- some Esposito's offspring that would have came into the mix. <laughs> Not really happening. Zuccarello's the closest, and he's like half. 
Andrew Manjapani plays tonight. You can always eat some yeah. bread. <laughs> Last season, I was all over him. This season, yeah, not so yeah. Back little back. standoffish right now for the local kid here in Toronto. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, uh, those are the five games that we're talking about tonight. We've got, obviously, a lot to look forward to. We keep winning, which is awesome. Last week was great. Hyman screwed me, but, you know, two for three, I'll take it. Uh, DB had a crazy week last week. We've yeah. time here, so you can brag a little bit if you want. No, no. I was going to bring the belt out, but like I said, Barabana, the Kings on the puck line, I won 4-3 against San Jose. So, yeah, yeah that was – the byfield one was fantastic. I was thinking, like, it's a shot one from the point. And so many times, I'm like, wait a minute, did Byfield actually score? Because it was his first goal in the year. <laughs> so that was uh, – yeah, that was uh, – that, that, it's going to be tough to beat that, that one bet this year, Zach. So that was uh, – that was satisfying for sure. Well, we all did pretty well last week for sure. And let's try to keep it going. Uh, no Cole Caulfield tonight, but I know Dave's kind of off that train for now and he'll probably get back on eventually. But yeah, you've got, you've got your go-tos and, you know, they've worked for you for the most part, which is good. I would say, you know, all things considered for the props for the anytime goals, you're up a million percent this year. Yeah, it's been good. It's, that's why I'm going back to, I, I, I gave it a, a couple weeks for Braden Point. Um, when he hit that that double for me. Um, so I gave him a little bit of a buffer, so I'm expecting him to get one tonight. Uh, as I said, he's been pretty good. The any timers have been solid for me, so I'm liking those. Um, last week, the Kings saved me, actually. The Kings on the money line saved me last week, um, which was which was a good one. So as long as I'm hitting one, um, that was probably my lowest one of the season, but that's okay because I'm, I'm back on the up tonight. Can't wait for this. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah, big, nice go. Huge. And then I can't Huge wait to nice. trip you guys in afterwards in the group text uh, when everything hits <laughs> we're all in this together guys we're trying to win we're collaborating and we're up and we're doing well so again uh just tune into our best bets and best props and listen to what we pick for tonight because it's a juicy slate and we've got some great picks uh, for this wednesday let's just keep winning for dave penyota dennis bernstein i'm zach bodenstein thanks for watching we will have a new crew tomorrow to bring you the best bets of the night and win you some more money thanks for watching